When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening to this special conference realignment edition of the podcast. News hit Tuesday evening that SMU is going to host Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyavkov for a visit on Wednesday. He will be on the hilltop and already is there now as we're, we're recording this. We've confirmed with sources and... This is massive news for many reasons. First of all, SMU has been in the mix for this latest round of conference realignment for quite some time. We've known that, as we reported at OnThePonyExpress.com, if you're a subscriber, you know this, that SMU over the last year and beyond really have been in active discussions with the Big 12, the ACC, and the Pac-12. That goes from representatives at SMU, representatives of SMU. They've been active in conference realignment and trying to secure their spot at the Power Five table when it comes to expansion. With Commissioner Klyavkov hitting SMU's campus, this is the latest sign that SMU is not only one of the favorites, I lean to say it's likely at this point that if you're placing a bet, it's on SMU to end up at the PAC, in the Pac-12. And this news hit my radar around 2 o'clock Central on Tuesday. I got it from a very good source that I trust. And I was trying to certainly confirm it. I had a couple people give me positive feedback that it was happening. It was going to be the Pac-12 commissioner coming to visit SMU. And Brett McMurphy of Action Network reports it. It obviously gets out. I think this is a situation where if you're SMU, I don't think you wanted this out there. You've worked for so long behind the scenes in terms of playing somewhat nice in the sandbox with the AAC and certainly being active in your pursuit of a Power Five conference, that for now this visit to get out is a, probably something they didn't want. My gut tells me it came from a leak, either one of the Pac-12 member schools or another university trying to get that invitation into the Pac-12. We know it doesn't scuttle your chances of joining the conference. San Diego State had their visit from... Commissioner Klyavkov last year in the fall. This is not, I would say, something that is uncommon for a commissioner of another conference to eventually find their way to a campus. I think what makes this unique is the circumstances regarding the Pac-12 right now and their, I would say, likelihood to expand the league now that USC and UCLA are out the door to the Big Ten. So what does this mean for SMU? We're going to break it down for you. And right off the bat, this visit 
is only a good thing. He's going to get on campus. He's going to be able to tour facilities, hear more about SMU's plan once they're at a Power 5 conference, how they would fit into the Pac-12, other things they need to go over on that front. He'll get to tour the athletic facilities and all the work SMU's done in that regard, which is very, very impressive. Obviously, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that have already been invested in facilities with plenty more to come. He gets to get a better feel for Dallas. How does Dallas fit into the Pac-12 if they do expand and include SMU in those expansion plans? These are all things that have certainly been talked about at length in various at various points throughout the last year, year plus, with representatives of SMU, consultants, um, you know, board of board of chair, uh, chairman of the board, David Miller, President Turner's been active, Rick Hart. These are all things that have been happening. And now you get to the point where you actually host him on campus for what is, you know, probably, I would equate it to a final job interview. Because you have the media rights deal being negotiated by the Pac-12. It's starting to look like time is of the essence there to get that deal done. And not only that, it seems like the partners that they're exploring uh, as far as media rights uh, partners are concerned want a little bit more assurances as far as a sure thing, as far as who they would be agreeing to partner with as a whole, with the schools involved, rather than, hey, we're going to do this deal. Here's a handshake agreement. We're going to try to bring in so-and-so and so-and-so. The Pac-12 is in a little bit of, of a precarious spot where they can't afford to lose more inventory. They can't afford to miss out on additional inventory with a deal like this. So for SMU, San Diego State, Boise State has been mentioned. These are the schools that are heavily in the mix for this conference, I would say at this point, barring some sort of surprise. I would say, and most would agree, San Diego State and SMU seem like the heavy favorites. And we've talked at length on this podcast about why SMU makes sense. You have Dallas TV market in the central time zone that the Pac-12 can get into a little bit more as far as expanding their share of the college football day on Saturday. You're not necessarily looking at a situation where you're going to be Pac-12 after dark for the rest of your life. You're not going to have to play outrageously early games anymore. You're going to have a new avenue with SMU involved if they do take them to now have a little bit more of a share of the day potentially. And that goes for whether SMU would play at home or whether they play on the West Coast. If they play on the West Coast, you could play uh, a primetime game out there, and it can be Pac-12 after dark back in Dallas. You could play a mid-afternoon game um, and and have it be a primetime game uh, for the central time zone. You can play um, a lot of different options. You can have primetime on Saturday night, and uh, it be in Dallas, and you have a pretty good window out there in Pac-12 country. So, When it comes down to the media rights deal, I think what you'd see, and from talking to sources, SMU is open to this, and and other reporters have have talked about this, SMU is probably going to have to take a reduced share early on in the TV rights deal 
if they do end up in the Pac-12. That's to certainly help maintain the conference's position with the schools that are currently in, in there. You know, you look at Oregon, you look at Washington, those are two schools that have been rumored here and there as far as potential departures. You've got to make sure they're greased in terms of uh, having a reason or more of a reason to stay. And then in SMU's case, you would be picking up additional millions of dollars anyway, even with a reduced share of whatever TV deal you're looking at uh, with the Pac-12. I would estimate a reduced share could look like 12 to $15 million a year for SMU. Currently, they get seven from the AAC. I believe the Big 12 signed for $21 million a year. I'm trying to remember that off the top of my head. But if you're looking at that as a deal that the Pac-12 could line up, then you're looking at probably a reduced share around 12 to 15 million, probably more 12 to 14 for SMU, which is a big jump, obviously, in, in revenue into the athletic department for SMU and helps them make that move to the Pac-12 a little easier. And then eventually you get down the line in, in the deal and you'll see that full money end up in SMU's pockets, which is a good thing. Now, when it comes to media rights, a uh, lot of reporting going on about streaming and how the Pac-12 is going to try and get out ahead on that. We've seen Amazon do that with Thursday Night Football. We saw the NHL do that with a lot of ESPN Plus uh, deals that they made with their new TV rights contract. Um, and, you know, personally, as an NHL fan, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's, I feel like every TV in my house, if it's not a smart TV, it's got an Apple TV hooked up to it. So you can easily jump on the ESPN app. And Thursday Night Football was pretty easy as well to watch this year. So as more and more streaming options become available, the Pac-12 is exploring that as a big piece of their media rights deal, um, which is going to be interesting as uh, I would guess it'd be Amazon looks to get more into that space um, and grab a little bit more of the sporting pie um, when it comes to inventory for them to broadcast. So that's one piece to watch. We've talked about it uh, in the past about streaming and how the Pac-12 could very well be creative in that regards, uh, quite possibly out of necessity. But nonetheless, a situation where you could be involved with a company like Amazon, as well as keep some of your traditional media partners um, and at the same time, figure out what to do with that Pac-12 network. That is something that is going to be really key in all of this. Going back to Commissioner Klyovkov's visit to SMU, um, I think in terms of how this is publicly being played out, I don't want to sit here and say this is a slam dunk, done deal, SMU's to the Pac-12. That could very well happen. I've not heard that from the sources that I would trust the most on this. But what I can tell you is that they have felt good for a long time as far as their position when it turned, when it came to conference realignment. Um, SMU has been aggressive. David Miller's really led the charge in this regard. He's made it his mission uh, to get SMU to a Power 5 conference. Uh, and he has very much the, the full support of the administration in that regard. And they've been working the angles as well. I think when you get him on campus, you want this to be kind of that formality piece of it, where he leaves with no other questions, that SMU is the right place to bring into the Pac-12, that it'd be good to bring in the Dallas market, that it'd be good to work in a new time zone, 
even though it expands the Pac-12's reach halfway across the country and the rest of the conference, say for Colorado, for the most part, is really um, out west. And that is something that obviously makes travel here and there for teams interesting. But we're starting to see that in conferences around the country. You know, USC and UCLA are going to be traveling to the Big Ten. Um, the SEC now spans uh, pretty much the same. You can go from Gainesville um, all the way to uh, Norman uh, in a couple of years. So the the regional rivalries are certainly going away in a sense. And it's almost like you're starting to pick corners of the country. If you divided the country completely down the middle or down the middle and then in half, um, it, it seems like these conferences are, are trying to blanket one half of the country, it seems like. And um, SMU would be a big piece in that regard for the Pac-12. They would obviously be able to get into the central time zone. SMU is not a school that necessarily brings a ton of eyes, but when it comes down to it, the Pac-12 has plenty of schools that have large representations in Dallas. You would have fans that would be at least excited about this move. It's a mixed bag. You see a lot of the in-state schools uh, around SMU that are in Power 5 conferences certainly be um, hesitant of how this deal would work out for SMU. Some say they don't deserve it. Some say, um, look out, here comes SMU. They got a Power 5 invite if they do get one. And they could be a force. All those things are, are quite honestly true. Um, SMU has not won its conference. SMU has not won a bowl game in a minute. But at the end of the day, they've invested. They've sent coaches off to better jobs, uh, quite frankly, and um, continued to elevate their commitment level in athletics. And doing that while doing a, a good job of remaining one of the top academic options across major college sports as well. So with a move to the Pac-12, SMU could only grow in all of those scenarios and, and situations, um, which is really kind of the piece that has been continuously pitched throughout all these years of conference realignment is how, how would SMU be if they were back in a power conference, if they were back in a Southwest conference um, situation where they are playing among the big boys. And that is what is a piece of the pitch that I think is underrated in this regard. Um, you look at the investment, and I think that stands out to the Pac-12. This is not a school that does anything, quite frankly, half-assed. They do not do anything um, that isn't first class, quite frankly, um, at least in the last decade and a half. Nothing they built on campus has been that way. Um, they have done their best to compete at the highest level in athletics in terms of resources and facilities. They've made some questionable coaching hires. You look back and, uh, and, and decisions around coaches, but for the most part, they have tried to elevate their athletics program. And you will see that across college sports where it doesn't always work out with the most resources. Um, look at Texas football um, as just one example. So the goal here is to convey that when SMU has more resources, they'll continue to be aggressive. They're not going to sit back and repay itself for what they've invested in, in you know, college sports. They're going to double down. They're going to go big. Um, the donor support around a move to the Pac-12 would be pretty incredible, in my opinion. And um, talking with some of those types of, of people here and there, um, they've been working 
for this for a long time and trying to set it up for success. And I feel like now that they're knocking on the door, now that Commissioner Klyovkov is uh, about to knock on SMU's door and, and visit uh, in that sense as well, uh, there's blood in the water for SMU right now. And when it comes to conference realignment and expansion, this is their shot. This is the most likely scenario for the school to end up in a Power 5 conference. When it comes to other options, the Big 12, the ACC, it seems like right now the ACC, I would say, is least likely to happen. Um, it seems like they have some things that they want to address with their own uh, problems. They're one of the lowest rated television-wise conferences um, out of the Power Five. I believe they are the lowest as far as um, ratings goes. Maybe you know Pac-12 might edge them out in that regard, but uh, their championship game was, was very lowly rated. Um, they have some things to address. The Big 12 is coming off a pretty solid season uh, for its conference. And there is some thought that would they offer SMU a spot in there to preserve Texas as best they can. They know the SEC is in there, but can they keep the Pac-12 out or the ACC out? That would be the probably saving grace for SMU at, that, at this point with that league. But right now we are tracking Commissioner Klyovkov on SMU's campus. Stay tuned to ontheponyexpress.com for more. I dropped a big article on where things stand much more than what we shared on this podcast. So go ahead, subscribe for $10 a month on theponyexpress.com. We appreciate all you guys who have listened to this uh, podcast and are uh, checked out and subscribed to our, to our YouTube channel. We're closing in on that 500 mark, still gunning for a thousand uh, sub, uh, subscribers on our YouTube channel. Um, but it's going to be a fun weekend. We've got our subscriber meetup Thursday evening as well. So check out the board for details on that. It's a great thing. We'll have plenty to talk about uh, as we all meet up um, in this truly uh, transformative moment, potentially, in SMU history. So thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast, and we will catch you guys uh, with another edition later this week. Thanks for listening.